0: Push the button. Okay. <laughs>
1: Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, back by popular demand is Melissa Sherlock, and today she is going to show you how you can make many different delicious plant-based meals from the same starchy staples. That's a mouthful. Please welcome her back to the show. I love your cooking. I love your recipes. Thanks for coming back.
0: Thanks for having me, Chef AJ. So I want to just first introduce my friend who's going to be manning the camera for me. Her name is Linda, and I'm bringing her on because we went plant-based at the same time. She got a high cholesterol reading, and I had a father who died of a sudden heart attack. So we just happened to be talking to each other, saying that we were trying this, at the same time. So she's my longtime, long time friend of 30 years. We're tennis partners, we're gardeners together. And she volunteered to come man the camera because I don't have all the fancy
1: cameras. But so she's going to be womaning the camera.
0: Yes, she's going to be womaning the camera. <laughs> yes, <I know. laughs> yeah I look forward to it
1: all right thank you so much I just
0: want to remind people why I'm here I'm here because I lost both parents to sudden heart events and that's what set me on this path I've been fully whole food plant-based for about 12 years and in the last several years I've kind of made it sort of a part-time gig to help people I coach people to move to a a plant-based diet. Um, I haven't really taught a lot of classes and workshops since COVID because uh, I just really like working with people individually. You get to really see some amazing progress. And Chef AJ, I have to tell you that this morning I got a text from a good friend. She, because I was on your show, she listened in. Then she started watching a lot of stuff on your channel and looking into a lot of things. Her name is Mona and she texted me. And since December of 22, she has lost 30 pounds. And she just says, it's so easy. There's no calorie counting and she, you have changed her life. So she's very,
1: very grateful. I love that. I appreciate hearing that because you never know who you're going to touch or who's going to find a video or when. And, you know, I think it's so interesting because the last 10 years or so, I've been focusing more on weight loss and food addiction and not necessarily helping people transition to vegan because most of them already were, but to give up the processed foods, the sugar, oil, salt, things like that. And on Tuesday night, I went to a local presentation for new people wanting to be plant-based. There was a local vegan cardiologist speaking, and I couldn't believe how hard it was for those people even to go vegan. Like they were raising their hand and going, well, you know, I tried it for three days and I gave up. And because I've been vegan for 46 years, going the vegan part was never hard for me. So I'm curious, what is the resistance in the people you've worked with to going vegan? What part of, because to me, going vegan is easy in this day and age. Anything you want is vegan, you know? Right, right. That part's easy.
0: I mean, I think the people who come to me and I work with individually, I work with them for a minimum of three months. So they are going to get a really good try at it and get some amazing things to eat. I think the biggest thing is just making sure that it's easy and quick and not overwhelming. Most of them are just overwhelmed. They don't know what to put on the plate. And for you and I, it's so second nature. But when you're starting out, there's kind of a big hump to get over. I remember there was for me. So I think that's mostly what I'm doing is helping them over the hump, showing them how easy and quick and delicious it is, and then set them on their way.
1: That's great. Is it? Is it generally? Have you found the dairy is the hardest thing for people more than? Even- I get
0: that. I get that a lot. I get the dairy a lot, and you know the oil. People are really shocked at the you what you don't use oil. That's kind of a big hump too. So I think those two things are probably biggest.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's what I noticed too.
0: So Chef Aj, I have two goals today. I'm going to try to show a lot of things. So. There's a lot to talk about. Um, Somebody might wanna take a couple notes because not all of these are recipes per se, but I do have recipes that I will send out to whomever's interested if they email me. My email is in your show notes. And so is uh, a website for a nonprofit conference that I am helping to create on September 23rd. So I wanna just review this really quickly. And then we'll get into the food, but it's on a Saturday. It's a one-day conference here in Omaha because we don't get many of the, you know, the big conferences here in the heartland. So if you go to Indianapolis or Chicago, maybe you can hit one, but basically they're east and west coast and much bigger cities. So we decided to have one here. Our first one was in 2019, and we... We're hoping for 500 people and ended up with 1200 people from 22 states and the reason that we got that many was because we do fundraising to make this really affordable it's a nonprofit. all of the all of our work is 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 volunteer work and we also were able to pay our speakers and all that through the funds we raise but we can keep the cost really low and we also get big speakers. And so that's a draw for people. Some of them even, they could afford an airplane ticket so much easier than they could going to one of these big city conferences or they'll get in their car, or you know maybe they have some family here or something like that. So it's called Healthy for a Lifetime. The, the um, URL is in the show notes like health in the
1: heartland, huh?
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it should be healthy for a lifetime, but it's in the heartland and we, it's for everybody. And and it's a very wonderful day. This year, we're having an, a daytime and an evening program. And in the evening program, I don't know if you know this, is your very good friend, Esther Loverage and Ben are going to be here in Omaha. And so they're going to be at the evening program and also attend the day program. So we're really excited about the doctors and the guests that we have coming. So I really hope people check it out. And it's also on my Facebook page, the Sherlock True Health uh, Facebook page. And we have a Healthy for a Lifetime Facebook page. And if people would just share that, we are a nonprofit. We don't spend hardly anything on advertising. So if everyone could just help get the word out, we would really appreciate it.
1: Great. All that information is in the show notes.
0: Yes. All that information is in the show notes. So today, you know, Chef AJ, all your shows, people have made amazing chefs and others cooks have made so many different dishes so I tried to come at this from a different direction and one of the things that I like teaching people is how you can make something and not have to have the same thing for five days so that's what I'm going to talk about I never have done um, true meal planning where I say what I'm going to eat for breakfast lunch and dinner I don't do that with the people I work with because it never goes according to that. You might be out or you might, it's not enough, or you feel hungry for something else. It just never goes according to my plan. So instead, what I teach people to do are to have these staples in their fridge that are already cooked and made, and then they can easily, within minutes a lot of times, put together a lot of different meals. So that's what I'm going to be doing, and I'm just going to go and start in. Is that okay?
1: Yes, I love this idea. It's like cook once, eat many times. Yes,
0: and many different ways, so you don't get tired of it. That's a a main thing, too. Some people, you know, I can eat leftovers day after day, but not everyone can. So I am going to start with a soup that I make for people that I start with that they are they need something super easy and this are these are four ingredients from Trader Joe's. I know you love Trader Joe's like I do and I know not everybody has a Trader Joe's, but you can also use these ingredients from other stores. I'm just going to go through it because it's literally four ingredients for a delicious lentil soup that is super easy and then I'm going to show you other ways you can you can serve it. So, Here is my soup pot. I have a carton of low-sodium veggie broth. I have a can of fire-roasted tomatoes. They can be regular diced tomatoes, too. I have this mirepoix, which um, Trader Joe's sells. It's the carrot, celery, and onion soup starter, basically, or any kind of meal starter. You can cut up your own. But for people just starting out, little things like this help them a lot. It just keeps it simple, keeps it easy, and keeps it fast. And it then the magic it people ingredient.
1: People have been doing it for a long time. These things are so time-saving, you know?
0: Right. They're really time-saving. And I think other store, oh, other stores might have something like this. I just know Trader Joe's does. And then this magic ingredient are the steamed lentils at Trader Joe's. And they're the, you know, they're the brown lentils or the French lentils. So um, they're in the produce department and they're vacuum sealed. It's a pound of lentils and they look like ground beef or, you know, they, they look like this. And so these are the four ingredients. It's also a great dish to make when you're traveling because you can buy these four things and you will have no waste. You don't have you know, a whole thing of celery that you're not gonna use the rest of it because you're you're in a Airbnb or something. So the first thing I'm gonna do is just put this mirepoix in a soup pot with a little bit of the broth and I turn it up pretty high to get this really going. And then after these veggies start to soften is all I'm gonna do is dump in the tomatoes dump in the lentils and dump in the rest of this broth. And then I'm gonna season it with my favorite seasonings. Um, I like a really nice Italian blend or Trader Joe's 21 salute. I always put some garlic or garlic powder in there. Sometimes I'll put some smoked paprika. Sometimes I'll make it a curried lentil soup. So really the seasonings are up to you, but these four ingredients make the quickest, easiest, Soup that I can possibly make. And then, if you, you know, you could use half of these ingredients and you could use these lentils, or you can use these lentils just separately, a whole thing in a shepherd's pie. You can make, you know, vegan meatballs with them. There's a lot of, you can make um, taco meat, just season them up with taco seasoning. They're very, very versatile. And these brown ones I find are the ones that take the longest to cook. And I'm comfortable with red lentils, uh, but these, I don't know. I just love buying them like this because they are so easy. All right, so I'm going to let those start to soften. And then I'm just going to show you later how else I serve that. So that's my very easy four-ingredient Trader Joe's lentil soup, and we'll get that going. The next thing I want to show you is... um, cheesy broccoli rice casserole. This one's very easy to put together too. I'm gonna use my bowl that my friend, Marianne, gave me. And is all you do, I have some cooked organic brown rice. This is the Lundberg rice that I really love. And we're gonna put that in the bowl. Get some spoons out. And then I've got the broccoli, which I have, it's like two crowns of broccoli that I have lightly steamed. I'm gonna add that. And then the real recipe that people will get when they get this casserole is the cheese sauce. So it's one of the cheese sauces I made. This much is a recipe and a half. And I love to make extra because this cheese sauce can be used on so many different things. But this recipe calls for this cheesy sauce, which is, um, it's the one that's made with, you know, a carrot, onion, and carrot, onion, and potato that are boiled. And then you use some of that boiling water and you add um, a little bit of cashews and nutritional yeast and, and so on. So I'm just gonna add this cheese sauce. I love to have this in the fridge. You can put it on pizzas or your burgers or just on drizzled on veggies of any kind. You can eat it on your baked potato with some broccoli. So as all I do is stir this together really well. If you have the cheese sauce made, this is how fast it goes together. Can you see it, Linda? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to make sure that I get enough cheese sauce in there because I might've went a little over. You want it really cheesy because it's going to bake in the oven. And so you're just going to put it in the oven to warm through for 30 minutes. That was what my alarm was going off. I'm going to add a little bit more. So I made a recipe and a half. So I will use some of this. You can see this cheese sauce is so yummy. And for people, you don't expect it actually to taste just like cheese. And that's okay. That's okay. It is very a savory, creamy sauce like a cheese sauce. So then I am going to just put it in my 8 by 8 casserole dish. If you want to make this heartier, you can stir in um, a can of drained and rinsed cannellini beans or any kind of beans. You could stir in edamame would be really good in it. So if you want to get uh, some hardiness in there with a bean, you can definitely add this and it would, it would be like an entree. So then I just smooth it in here and I usually will, Top it, if I have some whole wheat breadcrumbs, sometimes I use that, but I always sprinkle with some seasonings. So I sprinkle the top with a little, ooh, that's a little pepper, little pepper and a little garlic powder, never garlic salt, never garlic salt, and some of the, 21 salute, and then I'll add uh, a little bit of, this is Trader Joe's nutritional yeast, which I like to put everything in a jar because I just like it so much better in a jar. So I'll sprinkle that on the top. It almost makes like a little crusty topping. I'll put the 21 salute or any kind of seasonings that you want. This is kind of like an Italian no salt seasoning. And it looks like this and I'm gonna put that in my oven and it's gonna be wonderful. So you can see if you have the cheese sauce, just how easy and quick that is. Okay, so rice. So I made the rice in my rice cooker. I know a lot of people use their Instapot. Having rice made in the fridge is really helpful. You can just throw some veggies in Um, a stir fry for a stir fry, and you can make a Chipotle bowl. I sometimes will use this, TJ's like a roasted corn, and then I'll grill um, a lot of bell peppers and onion, maybe mushrooms, and then I'll make a little Chipotle sauce with this, like a smoked Chipotle seasoning with a little bit of non-dairy milk, and use that over it, add maybe some cilantro and a little um, avocado. It's so good. It's every bit as good as Chipotle, but Chipotle uses a ton of oil in their rice. And of course their veggies are really coated in oil. So you can make your own Chipotle bowl. You can make a sushi bowl, which I think I've made on your show. Uh, If people go to your YouTube page and search for Melissa Sherlock, they can see my first two appearances. And I'm pretty sure I made the sushi rice bowl on it. So there is just so much you can do with rice. You can stuff a burrito. You can put anything on rice. And sometimes it's just as simple as a couple of ingredients, maybe some edamame and broccoli. And maybe a little bit of soy sauce and that's it. So I'm softening these veggies over here. I'm gonna show you how beautiful they are. It's all cut, can you see it Linda? Mm -hmm. All cut for you so they're soft. So I'm just gonna go ahead and add my other ingredients starting with the lentils because I'm gonna break those up a little bit and my can of fire roasted tomatoes. Now this is gonna be kind of a thick lentil soup So if you want it soupier, you can just use two cans of the tomatoes. But I like it thick and I'll show you why. Okay, so then the tomatoes and the lentils get mixed in. Looks like this. And then all I need to do is I use an entire carton of this. You're not having any waste. I just add that in. You can make your own broth. I make my own broth. I have the the broth paste. I I keep things around in different forms, uh, including garlic. I buy powder, you know, I have the granulated garlic. I have the minced garlic in the fridge and I also have real garlic. So depending on my timing and what I wanna do, I'll use sometimes the easier forms. So I am just going to take some seasonings in here, like I've got some real garlic over here I'm going to put in. And I'm going to add some pepper.
1: How does anybody live without a Trader Joe's? I mean, I mean, that seriously, because I mean, I like the other stores like Sprouts and Costco and Whole Foods. I had to pick one store that I could only go to. It would be Trader Joe's.
0: Absolutely. Chef AJ, I now we've downsized to this townhome. It's like literally two minutes away from me. It's just my happy place. I love going in there and I do buy almost everything there. You can't buy like... um, a bunch of kale there but now in the summer I grow my own kale so I don't need that
1: but they do, is, have, two, they do have two kinds of kale though, in 10 ounce bags they have the they
0: do they do but it's it's broken up and it has the really thick stem in it and I just don't always want that just kind of picky about it there's a question so anyway. if you have
1: doggies because people are seeing dog balls in the background
0: <laughs> so, okay I'm gonna put sometimes I'll yeah. put like a smoked paprika in here Whatever seasonings you like, put in this soup. This is what it looks like. It is perfect and beautiful and delicious. And then afterwards, it kind of cooks down a little bit and thickens up a little bit. And then what I do is I have a a roasted, a baked sweet potato that I just kind of caramelized in the air fryer. And I will fluff up this sweet potato and put the soup on top. Or sometimes I just cut up a sweet potato and add to that soup. You can add anything to it, but really for those four ingredients, you just can't go wrong, even if you just use it that way. Okay, so that's my soup. Now, the next one, and this is a real recipe, I want to tell you, make sure I tell you all the things I use my. The cheese for. I make a grilled tofu sandwich that I put the cheese sauce on. Oh, you can have extra rice and then you can add that cheese sauce with rice without the broccoli, I mean, with pasta and make a mac and cheese. And I still put the toppings on so it gets a little crunchy. You can use it for mac and cheese. You can just use it really for so many things. You can put a little dollop on your chipotle bowl if you want. Okay, so next. I'm going to show you and this is kind of a real recipe um, with pasta and okay let me let me let me back up here I'm going to show you just my potato. I was talking to Linda about this because potatoes are one of the staples that I have in my fridge almost all the time. So I'll have some pasta, I'll that means 100% whole wheat pasta. Today, I'm going to use a, a yellow lentil pasta. I have rice or I have, you know, potatoes, rice, and pasta, almost one of those or two of those in my fridge all the time. So the potatoes, these are the yellow potatoes. They're organic because I eat a lot of them and I want the skins on. They're from Trader Joe's. It's the three pound bag. So I go ahead and cut these up about this size and I boil all three pounds of the potatoes. and then I use them in different ways. Now, what are those ways I use them? Sometimes I just get potatoes in a little bowl and literally with a little salt and pepper, that's a snack for me. I love them and they're just so, they're so hearty, they're comforting. Um, and as long as you're not putting all the fat on them, they're just so good for you and so so much better than chips or some other kind of snack. So you can eat them just as a snack, or you can air fry them. I just took some of these same potatoes while Linda was here and I put them in the air fryer and look how beautiful they are. Absolutely nothing on them. I do them at like 400 for, I don't know, it might've been five or six minutes until they're golden brown like this. And this I would serve with a veggie burger or a carrot dog or with a tofu scramble. So easy, you can put a little ketchup with it. You could dollop some of the cheese sauce on there if you want, but these are so wonderful. And I particularly like the gold potatoes for a lot of things. Uh, Other things you can do of course are make potato salad. You can just make a tofu mayo and make a potato salad. You could make, I often make a potato leek soup. You can make a potato leek soup. There's lots of recipes out there. I do, there's a deviled potato sandwich on the Forks Over Knives site that's really good. So it's kind of, it's almost like a deviled egg mix, but it's potatoes and it uses hearts of palm, I think. And you put that on a toasted, you know, sprouted grain piece of bread, which is really yummy. And so um, I make a burrito and Chef AJ on one of your shows, I made my, potato spinach burrito that has seasoned refried beans. People can go back and watch that episode because it's one of people's favorite things that I that I created after something that I ate in Oklahoma City. So that one just has a tortilla, whole wheat tortilla, some seasoned refried beans down the middle, these chunks of potatoes down the middle and some cooked spinach. And then I fold it over and I brown each side on a griddle or a hot pan and then I usually top with avocado and some green salsa. The green salsa really complements the potatoes, so I make those. That's what these are going to be used for. When I make those burritos, I wrap each one and then put them in a freezer gallon freezer bag And I don't freeze a lot of food, but those I freeze, they freeze really, really well. And if I have the potatoes in my fridge, I can literally make six of them in minutes and let them cool down. And then I go ahead and brown them, and then I wrap them and put them in the freezer. So those are some of the things that you can do. You could also mash these, and it's okay to have the skins on when you mash them. I did peel a couple of the potatoes for the cheese sauce. The cheese sauce uses, I think, a cup of potatoes. So I did peel those. Uh, sometimes these skins can can become a little slimy or something in something like that when you're mixing them a lot. But I would mash these up and have it, you can use them in your shepherd's pie or just as mashed potatoes with a no meat loaf. Just so versatile. If you think of different things you can use with these potatoes, there's no reason why you don't wanna go ahead and make the whole three pounds at once because you can have them so many different ways. Um, let's see, okay, so I think that's potatoes. What, another way that I eat potatoes, my mom, who was a farm girl, they always had the new potatoes, so new potatoes and green beans. And she made that all while I was growing up. It was so delicious, but she put bacon in it. And then she put all the bacon grease in it. So the next day in the fridge, when you went to get it out, you know, there was lard on the top. So uh, we just make it without that. We just combine the potatoes and the green beans. And we really like adding a little bit of pico de gallo on top. There's just a little bit of salt in there. There's a lot of flavor in it. And we literally make a meal of this sometimes in the summer. Maybe we would have it with an ear of sweet corn that we put absolutely nothing on. It's just so easy and so good. This is such a simple idea that lots of my my clients and my students just love, it's just so easy to do. So I get those trimmed green beans from Trader Joe's or they don't have to be, you can trim them. And I just put these together. And then with a little pico, you could also put a little cheese sauce on instead of the pico if you want that. It's totally not necessary, I think, with this dish. So this can literally be a meal. Again, if you wanted to add some cannellini beans or something, you could do that. Okay, next I'm gonna show you um, some things with hummus. Well, let's do the pasta first, which uses hummus. So I'm gonna put this soup on the back burner. One of the things I wanted to show you that I do with this soup is I will take some, I, I think I already told you, and just put it on a sweet potato. Or a baked potato. It's really, really nice that way. Okay, so that's one thing. Now, as far as this dish I'm gonna make next, it has pasta in it and it has hummus. So, hummus is a really great thing to have around. Most people will eat it as a snack with crudité. You know, they'll have some carrot sticks, some celery sticks. I like cucumber slices with it that's great. But there's so much more you can do with hummus. And one of the super easy things I do is I make a sandwich. So this is a toasted sprouted grain piece of bread that I have put a nice layer of hummus on. And then I do really thinly sliced tomato, cucumber, and red onion. And then I wanted to show you to make it really special. I use a few dried cherries or you could use craisins and then I'll put some nuts on top, you know, it could be anything, and then I'll use the balsamic glaze as a a topping, and then I might sprinkle it with a little, you know, the 21 salute, or some, you know, an herb or something. This sandwich, you could put a top on it. This sandwich is really special and really great, and I've taught this a lot in classes, and I've had you know, one gentleman, my friend John, he just he just could not wrap his head around having a sandwich that was that didn't have meat and cheese. And now he makes this all the time. I have another person that I've taught. She said that she made this at her house. She loved it, and she uh, invited her twenty-something son to make one. Just try it. And he was kind of poo it. Well, he made it and. <laughs> He came into the living room and told her, damn, that's a good sandwich. So it really is. And you can do the same thing in a wrap too. So if you have wraps you want to use up, just put the hummus in the wrap, the tomato, cucumber, onion, a few raisins or dried cherries and nuts. You don't have to add those items, but it does make it like it just really knocks it up a notch. So there's a hummus veggie sandwich that's kind of my take on it. I also do the hummus and a little steamed broccoli also on a baked or roasted sweet potato. This is a very simple three ingredient combo that I learned about when I attended the ICNM, the uh, conference in DC led by Dr. Barnard. They had this in a luncheon uh, buffet and it was, it was these beautiful roasted you know, sweet potatoes and you put on the hummus and they have this beautiful broccoli and it's the most magical combination ever. So there you go. You can have a sweet potato already baked in your fridge. If you're going to bake one, bake three or four. And then my husband and I share them. And so one potato gives us each uh, a lunch, but just your favorite hummus and some steamed broccoli. How easy is that? All right, so now I think maybe the most involved, I guess, recipe will be, it's not really involved and it goes very, very quickly, but I'm going to make a creamy pasta. So it's a a pasta that is not with a red sauce. It's a pasta that's creamy, but it uses hummus, and so that cuts out a lot of like, you know, the alfredos and everything that are that are heavier in calories and fat. So the first thing I'm going to do is churn up my skillet pretty high, and I'm going to put in some veggie broth. And I'm going to start with my aromatics, which are my onions. I do a lot of onions because onions and garlic are how you build flavor in a dish. Uh, Onions And garlic are also in the allium family, which have been shown to be very cancer preventative. They knock down cancer cell growth, especially garlic. There is a video on Dr. Greger's site, which is so amazing. And it goes through all the different kinds of cancer. And they drip different things on the cancer cells. And the number one veggie that knocked down the growth was garlic. So um, I always use a lot of garlic. (laughs) I say never listen to the amount of garlic in a recipe because you measure that with your heart. So I like a lot of garlic. I'm usually tripling at least the amount of garlic. So I had some fresh garlic in here. I actually minced it through my garlic press and I'm turning this up really high. The first time I made this dish, was my husband was going to pick up a kid years and years ago, one of the kids, and drop them at a friend's house. And by the time he got back, I had this dish ready. So um, this is like fast food. I would have probably spent a longer time at dinner in a fast food line than I would have making this dish. So when I'm doing the onions, I just start out high. Um, These onions will sweat. You don't need any oil. I do use a little bit of broth to get them going. And I just turn it up on high. And the only difference with not using oil and using veggie broth instead is that you have to be more active with your cooking. If you used oil, you could walk away uh, and it would probably be okay. But with this, you just have to stick with it and be a little bit more active. And then you get to avoid the 100% fat that is in oil. Okay, so this is gonna take a minute to warm up. Uh, what I'm gonna do is get those aromatics really going. And then I wanna show you, I'm gonna show you the pasta I'm using. This is that Good Food, yeah, Good & Gather brand. It's uh, yellow lentil pasta. And this is kind of a smaller box. So I I don't know about other people, but I usually just buy the 100% whole wheat. I love it. I get a really nice, always 100% whole wheat pasta, but they make great ones from chickpeas and lentils and what else? All kinds of things now for gluten-free people. So there's always really good choices. So I have the pasta already. It was in my fridge. I'm going to have this ready to go. So, and I have... Um, The onions I did cut, I suppose you could make it with a mirepaw if you wanted, but I like it with just the onions, and then it takes uh, a lot of mushrooms, so I'm going to show you that in a minute, and I also add kale. So this summer I'm growing kale in my garden and I've got so much kale. It grows like a weed. If you have sun, just plant some kale because it's so plentiful. And uh, Chef AJ, last night, yesterday was my birthday. And so we celebrated at a festival here called Jazz on the Green, where we have a big free concert every week in the summer in a park. And my friend came and she gave me this gadget.
1: I love those herb scissors. I got a pair from Hans Diel and happy birthday. Thank you. AJ, I
0: think I'm exactly your age or maybe a little older. I just turned 62.
1: Oh, I'm I'm older. So you were born in 1961. Yeah. I was born in 1960. I mean, I beat you okay. by it. Okay.
0: okay. I knew we were really close in age. So yes, this is for herbs and I've never had one. You can't even believe the quick work I made of shredding this kale. Now for a soup, this is really nice because the kale just kind of blends in and disappears. Some people are kind of freaked out by kale. And so look what it did to my kale. I literally took a leaf like this. You can take it off the stem if you want. And I kind of laid it flat and I just scissor over it and it just shreds it so beautifully. And so I'm gonna add that. So this is a creamy hummus and kale pasta that we're gonna be making. Do you have any questions for me, Chef AJ, for anything I've made so far? Well,
1: oh, no, but there was a question if you had a dog because people see dog dishes. Oh,
0: I'm so sorry, I didn't catch that.
1: People asked if I have a dog. Yeah, because you have—they look like you have dog dishes behind you.
0: Hmm. Oh. Um, I you i sometimes—I don't know where the dog dishes would be. I do sometimes dog sit. We lost both of our dogs during COVID, oh. and they were old dogs. And so I dog sit for neighbors and friends. And would have a dog dish out, but I don't have any out right now. So I'm not sure what they're saying, (laughs) but I love dogs. I love seeing Bailey on your page.
1: Maybe, maybe she'll make a cameo appearance today.
0: Yeah, she is so sweet. I love how you, um, Share your little things like Bailey, your personal life, along with the cooking and all that. Chef AJ, I think it really helps make you so much more accessible to people and you know, not intimidating. It makes you less intimidating because you're such a superstar in this field, this area. Let's see what I can tell you from my notes because I'm wrapping up after this dish. Here's things I make with hummus. I do use it as a snack. It's great to take to the pool. I make a really easy salad dressing. I just put, you know, I'll grab a little bowl like this for one salad, and I'll put the hummus in here. And I'll just add a little bit of non dairy milk, stir it up, maybe a little seasoning of something. And it's a really nice, but creamy, but still light salad dressing. So those are basically my standard my standard salad dressings are that, a hummus dressing, and then the 3-2-1 by the Esselstyns, three parts balsamic, two parts bit, uh, mustard, and one part maple syrup or something else. So those are my two dressings that are always ready. And so I make a dressing with it. That's really easy. I make the veggie sandwich. I make this creamy pasta. I do sometimes put it on, well, I use it on sweet potatoes, but I also use hummus on a regular baked potato. And um, those are all, you know, if I have a bagel, if I have a whole wheat bagel, sometimes with friends I'll, I'll ask for hummus on it. So the other thing that I do with pasta, you know, I'll make a mac and cheese, I'll do a red sauce pasta and I will grill A bunch of veggies and just put the veggies on top, which is so good. Sometimes in the sauce, I will cut up a lot of mushrooms. So um, that's another trick is getting some people to accept mushrooms. Do you find that chef? Yeah,
1: I I, that's one of the foods I really don't love. I'll eat them. But you don't love okay.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. And I do know people who who came to love them. came to at least like them and tolerate them but you know grilling the veggies on top of a red a simple red marinara on a pasta is just wonderful you can use pasta and make a pesto sauce so at this time I have a ton of basil you can just easily make a vegan um, pesto without the oil I sometimes use just a little bit of tofu in there and a little bit of veggie broth and, you know, some nutritional yeast, it makes a delicious pesto. And I'll make a pesto pasta where I add a really simple one, I'll coat it in the pesto and then I'll have really thinly sliced red onions and cherry tomatoes cut in half and maybe a few kalamata olives. It's a very simple pesto pasta that is absolutely delicious. Okay, so my onions are starting to soften. And so for time's sake, that's my onion and garlic. I'm going to go ahead and add a little more broth. And then I'm going to get my kale in there. So it starts cooking down. We'll give that a few minutes. That might be a lot of kale, but that's a good thing. It's also a very pretty dish when you have something green in it. It looks like this, so Linda, you don't have to stretch so much. (laughs) Now, In this one, I'm gonna get this softened. I'm gonna let this kale just cook down a couple of minutes because when it's shredded this finely, it does not take long at all. And then I'll show you what I'm gonna do. So you do need quite a bit of broth for this one. I'm still on high, I haven't turned it off high. This pan actually um, is not one of my salad master pans, so it doesn't quite heat up quite as fast. I'm gonna get that cooked down. I'm gonna add the pasta, which I already have made. This is the yellow lentil penne. And then I'm gonna make sure that it's really saucy. So there's uh, a lot of liquid in here. To kind of coat the pasta. And then I'm going to add just a couple big dollops of hummus. And I add a lot of seasoning. So that's what I can do right now with the onions. I'm going to add a lot of garlic, garlic powder. I'm going to add just a little bit of pepper. And I'm going to add the 21 Salute, which is an Italian blend. You can add other things. I usually do add smoked paprika I just don't have that out so I'm going to season this up really well this is a favorite and this dish really tastes even better the next day okay so I wish this was a little pot I should have had the onions going sooner but I'll show you what it looks like and I get everything here now I probably have, uh, oh, the mushrooms. So now I'm going to put in the mushrooms, and you really do need a pile of mushrooms because they cook down. So I'm going to add the mushrooms. They will also weep or um, what do you call it? They'll steam up and release their juices. And then when those get cooked, I use a lot of them because this is basically a mushroom pasta dish. So you cannot skimp on the mushrooms. It's not like adding them to a red sauce. It pretty much is the sauce. Okay.
1: Does anybody have any questions about our conference? Um I don't see questions about it, but why don't you talk about it again? When it is, the dates. Yeah, so it's
0: September 23rd. That's a Saturday. Sorry, I talked over you, Chef AJ.
1: That's okay.
0: You said just talk about it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Who's going to be there? How long is it? Where do they fly into?
0: Right. So they fly into Omaha, and it's one day from like like 9 to 5, and then everybody gets It's like $55 for the day program, which is really awesome because that includes a beautiful whole food, plant-based lunch and all of these speakers. So we're going to have Dr. Kushik ready. I think you've probably had him on your show. He's a cardiologist. He's a cardiologist and his his shtick or his question is, as a cardiologist, I have a carrot or a stent. You pick. So he's he's going to come. We usually always have somebody talk about heart. And then we've got Dr. Micah Yu. And I know he and his wife have been on your show. Oh, yeah. They had a regular slot every fourth Saturday of the month. They are wonderful. Um, who else do we have? We, we always try to have an athlete because they're such great ambassadors for a plant-based lifestyle because if an elite athlete can perform well and recover quickly and do well as an athlete then that's a pretty good sign for all of us we're going to have my I usually do a um, cooking demonstration at the end so all the doctors talk about all the science and then I come in at the end and I am talking about the practical stuff like I'm showing you today how to put it into practice, which is what I love the most. You can read about it, you can learn, you can know that it's the best thing to do, but you have to feel comfortable being in the kitchen and being able to make some of this stuff, which if you just can get over the hump, it's super easy. And this year, uh, Shane Martin of Shane and Simple is gonna come and do the cooking demonstration with me. So if people don't know Shane, his recipes are, Really great. Have you had him on, Chef
1: AJ? He is Dino? coming on in a couple of weeks, believe it or not. Uh, Monday, oh, really? Great. He's coming on. Okay. So um, he's going to the- do Monday the 24th, he'll be on.
0: Okay. So he's going to do the cooking demo with me, which should really be, really be fun. I usually have somebody like one year I had Plant Based Gabriel do it with me, and I had Chuck Carroll do the demo with me. So it's kind of fun to have somebody up there with me to kind of have some banter with and we're kind of doing it together. So I'm really excited to have Shane. And I think he's kind of excited to come up too. Okay, so I'm going to show you what my mix looks like. These mushrooms haven't cooked all the way down yet, but you can kind of broth there uh, at the front of the pan. Linda, can you see it? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So once you get kind of saucy like this, add some more if you need to. And it's kind of wet and saucy. That's when you just put some hummus in there. I like to use either a garlic hummus or a red pepper, roasted red pepper hummus. And when you stir this in, it just gets to be, I'll show you in a minute. Or Linda, maybe you can just step around. Since this is the last thing we're gonna make. Now you can add in as much or as little of the hummus as you like. She doesn't want to be on screen with me. No, no it's just it. and so anyway, when you when you stir this in, you can get no oil hummuses. One of the brands is Cedars. And I think there's a pork silver one if you don't wanna make hummus, but Linda was just telling me it's the easiest thing that she wonders why she doesn't always make it. So anyway, this is just a nice creamy pasta. It um, These mushrooms will continue to sort of, you know, do what they do and meld down a little bit and make this broth even more delicious. And uh, I I will probably season it up a little more. And then I add the pasta. So I like to, instead of using it as a topping for the pasta, which you could do, I like just putting the pasta right in here and incorporating because, you know, the pasta will soak up this yumminess and look at all this food. So Chef AJ, I have a couple of friends coming over to eat lunch after this. Cause you know, it's only noon here and they're gonna help eat all the food that we've made today. So you can just have this pasta in the fridge, put on some onions and garlic and shred some kale in there and, and stir in some hummus and you can see how it looks. It's just so delicious. And like I said, this is even better when it goes in the fridge the next day it's it's incorporated all the flavors i season up things a lot i use a lot of seasoning i have to have good seasonings on hand and when people try to tell me that vegan cooking or plant based cooking is bland there's just no reason for it to be bland so I've got kind of a mess here, but I hope you can see that I made this super easy soup. The other things I can do with the soup is I can drain it just a little bit and stuff a tomato or stuff a bell pepper and put some sprinkles on the top and bake it in the oven like stuffed peppers. That's another thing that's really great to do with that soup. So you're not eating it the same way every time. The potatoes, I use them in every way as a snack, in a soup with some burger or tofu scramble. I use them in my burrito. I use them to make the cheese sauce. There's just almost no end (laughs) to how you can use the simple potato. And then the hummus, I use it in this yummy pasta to make it creamy. I make a hummus sandwich. I use Use it on the sweet potato with broccoli. So I hope you can see all the potatoes with the green beans, just simple, one of my favorites. And then anyone who knows me knows my motto. And my motto. So I always, always, it happens in cherries. I always have fruit out at the meal. This is a lot because I'm going to have some ladies come over and help me eat. But even if you just have an, half an apple or a handful of, or, you know, a pear or a banana, my motto is fruit with every meal because Americans are not eating enough fruit. And a pea is the perfect container for phytonutrients and fiber. So. That's how I would always finish my meal. I do have some frozen bananas in the, make nice cream for the ladies if they want it. So I'm going to have a fantastic lunch, eat this. And I just want to thank you so much for having me and ask for everyone to share the information about Healthy for a Lifetime. We're very excited about the conference because let's see, last year, I think my partner's Son was going off to school, so we didn't have it. And before that is kind of post-COVID, we had a few in-person and and many online. And so this is our first all-in-person conference since COVID. And so we're very, very excited about it. We're expecting a big crowd. And the funnest thing about it is to see people connect, people connect at this conference. And uh, it's a... Very fun day, and I get to have Esther in Omaha. Super excited about that. She and Ben are going to stay an extra couple of days with me, so I'm big about having her. I talked a lot.
1: That's great. How are many people? Any- do you ex- how many people do you expect attend this year? You know, we don't know what to expect.
0: Um, we're hoping for a thousand people. Um, But we just, we just don't know. I mean, it's, it won't be COVID that scares people off, I don't think anymore. But, um, you know, it's been a couple of years since we tried to drum up a lot of people and without a big advertising budget, it's just, you know, people can get the word and they're anywhere in the states surrounding Nebraska, they will, they will want to come because it's so affordable, so affordable because of the fundraising we do. So we don't know what to expect, but I would love to see some of your viewers sign up and come.
1: Are you also live streaming if someone's asking?
0: I don't think we're gonna do that this year. It just introduces a whole nother level of complexity when you're live streaming and you're trying to do it in the room. So I think we aren't. I'll check with my partner, but I think we're not going to take that on this time. So it'll be an in-person event. Great, right. and I would start. love to hear from your viewers what they uh, what they like the most or what stood out to them the most today. That really helps me when I'm presenting to see what you know what I say or what I demonstrate that really sticks or really is something that they'll remember.
1: Linda is asking, if you make your own hummus, and if you do, do you use tahini in it?
0: Yeah, so that's a big question. You know, Forks Over Knives has a recipe without tahini. There are recipes without tahini. I usually use tahini. Um, And that's just because I consider it a whole food. It's ground up sesame seeds. Sesame seeds are a huge source of calcium for women, for bone issues. And I also don't have to worry about it so much with my weight. So I typically do use tahini. Now uh, you can also, you know, you can use the, the white cannellini beans. Um, You can use that in the cheese sauce that I made too. That's in the recipe that I will send if people want it. Instead of the cashews, you can use uh, cannellini beans. So yes, making your own hummus is very easy. If I buy it, I try to buy the cedars or forks over knives, or there's another one, Oasis brand, that has no oil. But I don't always avoid the tahini for my purposes. Right,
1: and um, there's a question. Where did you get the herb scissors? I know you said you got them for a gift, but I got mine on Amazon.
0: So my Sur- friend, I know where she got it. It was the store called Sur La Table. Sur La Table. Yep. Do you have, do you have that store?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's beautiful. Yeah,
0: it's a kitchen store. And she stopped there on her way to Jazz on the Green last night. And picked these up and I can tell I'm absolutely going to love
1: them. For oh, I love them for cutting mint. They're just, it's so much easier oh. than a knife. Yeah. You get, like, what, what do you use in? Minting. Oh, I'm, I'm using in because I have it. Yeah. I'm doing a cooking demonstration today, three for UC Davis medical students. And I'm making my quinoa salad. So there's a bunch of mint in and I just love mint in things like salsas. I, I love mint. So I just love the scissors for yeah. cutting, especially mint and basil. It's so easy.
0: Absolutely. And the mint is so easy to grow. Like here, we can't plant it in the ground or it takes over.
1: Yeah. Uh, Susie says, is there a healthy tortilla brand that you could recommend?
0: So um, I know Forks Over Knives has one. There are some sprouted grain I really recommend. But to tell the truth, I usually buy... Just a moment, I'll show you. I usually buy these... 100% whole wheat tortillas from Trader Joe's, and they do have a little oil, so I'm just being honest here. They are so good, though. I mean, people will ask me, oh my gosh, what is that tortilla? So I do really like them. You could use even corn tortillas, but they're sometimes too small for my purposes. If they made a bigger corn tortilla, I would like that. But um, they do have sprouted grain tortillas. I'm trying to think of a brand. I know Forks Over Knives has one. So this is what I use. And it does have a tiny bit of oil.
1: There's a brand called Mirancho. I don't know if you have it. It's organic. and Mirancho. Mirancho. Mi Rancho. Yeah, I love them. Uh, the thin Credibles uh, is the one I like. The what? It's called Thin Credibles. And I like them not just because they're less calories, but because they're thinner and they make even better chips because they're so thin.
0: Right. That is how I make my tortilla chips. Those Mi Rancho are sold here at Natural Grocers. And they do have a couple of sizes. They even have the little slider size, which is so great when I'm demonstrating and serving to a big group. But I love those. It's one of the things that is on my list whenever I go to Natural Grocers.
1: Wonderful. Well, as usual, a wonderful presentation. I linked to the other two that you did previously, if they want more recipes in the show. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Do people tell you you look like a celebrity?
0: Uh, Which celebrity?
1: There's one that... I'm just trying to figure it out. You look like someone. At first, I thought Reno Moreno, but I'm just not sure. Who do people tell you you look like?
0: Well... They're much older women. Some one friend used to tell me I looked like Nancy Reagan. And then another person said that I looked like Sally Field, which that's a compliment. So those are two people that I get told sometimes. I mean, used to. I don't know if I still do or
1: not. Oh, anyway, we, we play this little game on Chef AJ Live. Who does the guest look like? Well, thank you. You are just a wonderful presenter. And I look forward thank to your you. book one day. Thank
0: you. It's It'll come eventually. I want to say thanks to my friend, Linda, who's going to help me eat some food. Oh, yes. She's been through <laughs> all of this with me. We've shared all of life's milestones, including sharing our love for for this kind of food. So... Um, thanks to her, usually my hubby can do it. But my husband's in a band and he's got a gig tonight. So he already has to knock off early. <laughs> he works for a California company in the Bay Area, Chef AJ. So it's two hours earlier there. So he um, got up early to get to work early and he's got to knock off early. And so Linda very graciously decided to come over and film for me.
1: Well, if he ever visits his company, you know, I'm not that far from the Bay Area now.
0: Right. They're in Concord, I think. Right. Oh, and believe you know- me, if he goes out, I am going to be there and go to one of the potlucks with you and
1: Esther. For oh, that sure. would be great. And you know, Esther's husband, Ben, Ben is also in a band. He is. Yes, a part. It's, it's called the Party I- Boys, and he's playing on July twenty second. Yeah, he's fabulous.
0: I think I have seen that in a in a little video clip, and I also was telling Linda that we need to make it to La Puerta.
1: Rancho La Puerta. Oh, we've got our dates. Rancho La Puerta. We've got our dates for next year. I sure hope you'll come as part of my group because it was so fun. We had 35 vegans all together.
0: Right. So, this is a resort and you bring your own group. Is that it? Well, this is,
1: I've been going there about 25 times for the last 13 years and I never knew I could bring a group. This is the first time. Uh, You don't need me to go, but if you go with me, I can get you discounts and we can all be together and have special uh, things. I want
0: to go with you. Yeah, I it's so fun. You.
1: Well, we've got our dates next year for March and for April. i mean, excuse it me, March, would be August.
0: So fun.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think you would love it. I think you would yeah. love it.
0: I just want to hang out with you.
1: Oh, it'd be so fun. Well, and thanks so much. great Max. food
0: and be in great weather and all
1: that. Yep, and you can have fruit at every meal. <laughs> okay, that's good. Terrific. Well, thanks, Melissa. And thanks all of you for watching another episode Thank of Day Live. Please come back for 2 p.m. for another Reboot Success Story, Renee Haig. And tomorrow at 9 a.m., we have John pierre And at 11 a.m., we have Dr. Soham Patel. He's going to be talking about how to reverse type 2 diabetes. Take care, everyone. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.